Welcome, Mr. Nicholas. Thank you for coming in. Before you start work, it behooves me to inform you about the previous employee in working this job. You see, I know it appears that what we have here is a quiet little town, but in fact it has become the scene of horrific, grisly murders. Has anyone told you about what happens if you listen to the Giant Size Team Up Network? Charles McFall listened to the shows on that network. From what I've been told, he seemed like a completely normal individual, but sometime after he listened to those shows, he ran amok and, well, killed his family with an axe. Reports say that when he listened to Breaking the Panel, he, well, he began exhibiting unusual behavior. He acted like he knew everything, but actually knew absolutely nothing, especially about comic books. Next day, he listened to Pokemon Go podcast. They say he saw little creatures running around, and he giggled like a schoolgirl while he tried to catch them. He then listened to Blazing Defender report that the following day began exhibiting extreme muscle mass and absolutely obsessed with comic books, but this time he actually knew what he was talking about, as opposed to when he listened to Breaking the Panel. Toy power. What a trip. He began talking like some kind of Aussie. He stole all of his children's toys and just kept spouting on and on about how valuable they'll be someday. Friday, he listened to DC on screen. He just kept arguing and arguing about how good DC movies were. Thing was, he was talking to himself in a mirror the whole time. Finally, he just got depressed and real quiet. Last day, he listened to Botch Podcast. He started talking in funny voices and drinking. In the end, he chopped up his family in little bits with an axe. When authorities found him, he just kept saying, Elvish medicine. Elvish medicine. Are you sure you want to listen to this network? You can rest assured, Mr. Robinson. That's not going to happen to me. Well, can't say I didn't warn you. Head on over to GiantSizeTeamUpNetwork.com and listen for yourself. God have mercy on your soul. And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of a 2017 Podcast Award nominee show. I don't know how that happened either. The Blazing Defender Report. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Travis Jones. Welcome to the Blazing Defender Report this week. Happy Halloween Eve, I believe, right? So Thursday, yes. Happy Halloween Eve. I know people have been going to a lot of parties and stuff this Saturday. Dressed as your favorite superhero or superheroine, I'm sure. Um, it should be a great time for everybody. I love Halloween. Halloween's like one of my favorite holidays. Uh, me and my wife, we get pretty excited. We go to a big party and get dressed up and go the whole, ni- old, whole nine and all that. But, uh, yeah, guys, got a great show for you today. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of movie news, but I got some cool stuff for you to talk about. We're going to talk about a possible Deathstroke movie in the works. We're going to talk about the Justice League runtime. And I've got some great comic book reviews for you. I got Batman the Mer- Merciless, Deadly Class, and two Wonder Woman books. If you would have told me... 10 years ago, that I'd be reading a Wonder Woman book. How about, no, I went way too far. How about two years ago? How about a fucking year ago? How about, how about four months ago? You told me I would be buying two Wonder Woman books when they come out each week. I'd have told you you're fucking out of your mind. There's no way. I'm not doing, I'm not wasting the money. I'll, I'll, I'll buy Archie or some shit, but uh, yeah, Wonder Woman has been really good. We're going to get into that. Um, and kind of a letdown. Ha See? Cliffhanger. That's how this show works. We got cliffhangers on it. But no, uh, there, are, there was some really good stuff. And I want to talk to you real quick about Anchor. Anchor is an app for your Apple device or Android. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm available to do commercial work, too. It is available for those for those platforms. Uh, it's not like you can't do it on like your computer yet, which that would be really cool. But for anybody that's wanting to start a podcast, it's kind of like Snapchat minus the prostitution for podcasters. What it does is it allows you to record. I think it's like up to three minutes. Uh, it may be four. Uh, I try to keep I try to keep mine within 90, 90 to one hundred and twenty seconds. Um, that's what I try to use mine as. And it's like really, really quick comic reviews. Like if you go to my iTunes page, 
my my anchor episodes are on there as well. And what you do is you keep your phone, you hit the record button, you talk, it saves it. You can choose to upload it or you can choose to disregard it. If you choose just to keep it and not upload it to your like your iTunes page or whatever, then it, it will just disappear in 24 hours. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I dig it. It's it's pretty neat. Um, and I tr- I really keep my interview my reviews real short. And as as you guys know, I'm not your average interviewer. Like I don't uh, you know I'm not like oh this inker he just brought life to the book and it, it, it made it gave it such scope and and resounding energy. I don't do that. That's not my goal. My goal is to. Get you excited enough about these books where you want to go out and check them out for yourself. That's my whole goal, guys. Uh, I'm buying them anyway, so how about I just tell you what I like and you can figure it out for yourself. But on Anchor, uh, I get into a lot more on the show, obviously, but on Anchor and those Anchor episodes, uh, they're really quick. 90 seconds. Oh, you want to know what I thought about Mace, Mace Windu this week? Boom. My 90-second review of Mace Windu number three. That's what it says. And then there'll be an episode on there for the week. So, like, if I do five books, there'll be five 90-second reviews with a little, with like, with a little, um, a little music in between. Because you can do that. You can put these little music tracks in there in between each episode. Like, there's a backspin and, like, a, a dude that sounds like he took a shit. I don't know. It's kind of funny, so I put it in there. So, in between each episode, there's those. Check them out. Go to my iTunes page, Blaze Defender Report on iTunes, and you'll see them down there, the anchor episodes. It, it It's pretty cool, and it's a lot shorter. So, like, people have said, man, I looked at your shows, and they're like an hour, an hour plus. You know, I know that's a commitment. Trust me. I know it's a commitment. So, I thought, man, how can I use this anchor as another form of media to help push this show. This is this is my show, right? So uh, I thought, well, hey, if you dig Anchor and you're not doing nothing on a Thursday night or a Friday night, check it out, man, right? Okay, so we'll get into it. See a lot of people in the chat. Hello. For all you guys listening on iTunes, I do a Facebook Live recording of this show. And right now, I've got several people in the chat. It's really cool. Guys, again, if if you say something and I don't actually see it, it's because it's went away. Like, right now, it says Carl Dodge is watching. Seeing, like, the, the, uh, the comment above that's already gone. So I can't see it. So don't think I'm not responding. I do try to look up. But between my notes and my books and watching my audio, it's, uh, it gets kind of confusing. So, and I don't need to be any more confused than I already am. But no, thank you guys all for joining in. It's really, really cool. Uh, I'm excited about the show, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, but first, before I do all that, guys, I was talking in the, in the chat earlier before I started the auto recording, because I like to talk to people that join in before I start the audio. We were talking about the weather here in Louisville, Kentucky. It's changed, okay? And, like, my studio's upstairs, and without my air conditioner running, which I can't do as I'm recording because it sounds like shit, uh, it gets hot up here. Like, it feels good for, like, the first 30 minutes, and then after my coffee kicks in, I start reading some books, I start getting amped up, I start sweating, and it sucks. Like, I'll be in the middle of something, I just, you know, sweats, like, in the back of my legs. I'm like, God damn it, I hate that shit. But anyway... Um, so yeah, the weather has changed here and you know what that means? Christmas time is coming. I know I don't want to hear it either, but Christmas time is coming. Okay. I'm going to hook you up. Now, why didn't, why don't adults like Christmas? What'd you say? Yes. Somebody said it. You are correct. The hustle and bustle. It sucks. You got to buy for people. You got to buy for little kids. You don't even fucking know. Uh, they're probably little shits anyway, and you might be buying some f- for some adults you don't even really like. Maybe you got a boss at work that you got to get him something, but you really don't know what to get him, and you don't want to spend a lot of money because he's a dick. All right, now let's go on the other side. I like to stay positive on the show as much as I can. Say you really dig this dude. Say he's a great boss, and say you got some people you work with that you really like, and you're some kids that are just super, and you don't even know whose parents they are, and you just want to buy them something. I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to make this hustle and bustle a little bit easier, and I'm going to save you some money while you do it. Huh? Huh? You thought you was going to get a bunch of nerd shit. I'm about to hook you up. All right. 
collector zone. Boom! Right there. Oop, yeah. Oop, oop. All right. Collector zone. Collectorzone.com. Please check Collector Zone out. Collector Zone, they are your one-stop shop for Funko Pops. What are Funko Pops? Well, so funny you would ask. I just happen to have a couple. And the ones I got, you're not getting because they're hard to find. But like this one here, Captain America, and that is a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. I got a 75th year anniversary cap here. I've got a... Uh, a toy convention, 2017 Funko toy convention, uh, collector's pop cap. I'm a big Captain America fan. You get it? Yeah. Okay. So I buy, I buy cap pops. I got some Thor, Hulk, Ragnarok pops over here to my left. You can't see them yet. But I've got, you know, like if you'd have told me that I'd be buy, buying Funko pops, I'd have been like, you're out of your mind. But the ones that I, I like, I'm fans of Captain America. I'm fans of Batman. I'm fans of Supernatural. I'm fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Stranger Things, uh, Metallica. Let's see. Uh, maybe you're a Donald Trump fan. Maybe you're a Hillary Clinton fan. They have a Funko Pop, guys. They have a Funko Pop. If you go to CollectorZone.com and you don't find a Funko Pop you're looking for, that's the great thing about these guys is you can reach out to them. You can ask them to look for you something, and they're going to help you find it. All right, now, not only are they cool like that, they're cool with me, therefore, you being cool with me. See how this all works? See how it all works? Hey, Debo, what do we say, baby? You got to love each other, right? And don't we say that? I'm going to give you some love right now. Collector Zone is going to give you some love, too. When you go to the, coup when you go to the checkout page, there's going to be a coupon code box. Insert Con Travis, C O N. T-R-A-V-I-S. Con Travis, because I go to comic conventions and stuff. They call me Con Travis. Con Travis, and you're going to save 15% off your entire order. 15% off your entire order. Not some bullshit 5% that I ain't worth typing in the code for. Not some bullshit 10% tax that don't even you don't even see it. 15% legit, y'all. 15% legit. Especially if you're buying four or five of these things, they're they're around ten, twelve dollars a piece. Sometimes, sometimes a little more. Sometimes you may find them less. They have they have clearance sales and everything on here. And if you're looking for a great podcast to watch, they also have a cool little banner with yours truly on it. So that's pretty cool. Those guys, I, I know uh, Marcos. Uh, he's usually in the chat. Uh, he's a, a, a state inspector in the state of Michigan. So he's a federal inspector, or I'm sorry, state inspector. So if he's not in the chat right now, it's because he's working today. But he's a fantastic guy. I talk to him all the time. And uh, he's a great, great he, – he's a collector, and so, so therefore he knows. Do you know what I'm saying? He's not just – call Sideshow. Call Sideshow Toys and say, hey, man, I'm looking for this. And just just let me know if you ever get a response back because you won't. I'm telling you right now, you won't. So those guys are fantastic. CollectorZone.com, Con Travis, save some money for Christmas. These make great stocking stuffers. You could get like two or three of these in a, in a, in a pretty good size stocking. So check those out. Uh, you're going to love it. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, I got to talk about this. Uh, I want to welcome a new partner to the show the Zone Comic Shop on Hubbard's Lane. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, this is where you need to go to be buying your comic books. And you're going, why, Blazing Defender? Why should I go there? Out of all the comic shops in Louisville right now, why should I go to The Zone? I'm going to tell you why. A, I fucking told you to go. So, therefore, you need no other reason. But in case you're stubborn, I know some of you in the chat, you are, this is why. He has big sales all the time. He just had a big sale for October last Saturday. This Saturday, he's doing a big Halloween sale. 40% off back issues. 50% off trade paperbacks. 20% off toys. 20% off premium back issues. Like These are like... These are like high-dollar books. And if you can get 20% off a high-dollar book, that's, that's a great price. Uh, and let me tell you about Dan, the owner. And you go in, smack Dan in the face, and tell him the Blazing Defender sent you. That's how cool Dan is. Dan ain't going to do shit. Dan just going to sit there. No, Dan's great. He's a big nerd like us. 
if you ever want to talk geek with somebody, go in there and just talk to Dan. Dan is going, he Dan's got some great theories on stuff. Uh, he's a fan of Star Wars, of all the comic books. He's a big toy guy. I mean, he's just a big kid, like like just about everybody that's watching. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, grab it. I'm sorry. I was w- looking at the chat. As I said earlier, sometimes I'm like a squirrel, and I'm like, what did I say in the chat? And I don't say anything for a minute. I'm not lost in thought, which typically I am when I don't say anything. But I am trying to read the chat and try to keep those guys engaged, uh, which they do a pretty good job engaging themselves, actually. So, but yeah, check out The Zone on Hubbard's Lane if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area. It's a fantastic comic shop. Dan and I are going to be doing more promotions. There's going to, I'm going to be doing some live stuff from his show uh, coming very, very soon. So uh, you're going to want to check that out. That's going to be fun. Uh, we, just got ch- we just got to figure out when we want to do it. And no, Dan, you cannot co-host. You cannot co-host. Okay. Uh, and another, another partner that I want to talk about is Black Rifle Coffee. Veteran-owned. Uh, these guys, they have a goal to hire 10,000 veterans. Uh, let's make that happen. They're a small company. It's some of the freshest, best coffee you're going to get, man. They're based out of Utah. Uh, murdered out and Blackbeard's Delight. They are fantastic. Blackbeard's Delight is in here right now. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Whether you French press it or run it through a cheap-ass Mr. Coffee, doesn't make any difference. It's great stuff. Join their coffee club today. Veteran 10 for your coupon code VETERAN10, it's going to save you 10%. Uh, and it's already a really, really good uh, or reasonable price product if you join the coffee club. Free shipping and a really, really good price. And they've got great gear, too. So check out their gear, their t-shirts and all that. All right. Last plug. I promise. Hey, but do they really feel like plugs? You know, I hate listening to podcasts where it's like, go to... John's Taylor and get a suit to wear to prom. You know, no, I don't, I don't, no, fuck that. You know, I don't do that shit. But then my last plug, and this is probably, even though I don't get paid by these guys, <laughs> it's probably my most heartfelt plug. And that is, I want to say I'm a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. The Giant Size Team Up Network took me in, uh, took a, a rough redneck podcaster and put as much polish on them as they could. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, I owe a lot to you guys. It means a lot to me that I'm a part of your network. Four shows nominated for 2017 Podcasting Awards this year. This show, of course, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Breaking the Panel, Botched, the D&D Podcast, which I know Dennis is in the chat right now. Dennis is uh, the leader, the ringleader of that troop of goofs on Botched. Uh, that's fantastic podcast that i listen to i try to listen to every week uh it's a bunch of guys that get drunk and play the fifth edition of dungeons and dragons am i right dennis i, I believe i'm right dennis plug your show plug your show in the in the group man uh it's fantastic pokemon go which i'm not a pokemon player but if i was i would listen to this this show pokemon joe i met at dragon kind's fantastic guys it's a great show and a new show of ours uh in australian be sure it did I, that wasn't Australian at all, was it? I don't even know what that was. That was like a retarded redneck was what that was. I don't know. I'm not doing that again. But Toy Power, these guys are based out of Australia. They talk about vintage toys and stuff. It's really cool. Uh, I've only listened to one episode, but it's really, really cool. Really, really cool stuff. There you go, Dennis. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, and Dennis and them have cool, really cool shirts. Uh, really, really cool shirts. But Dennis, let me tell you this. You need a shirt that has botched up top because I can't wear one on the air because botched is too low. It looks like, I've, I i don't know, it looks like two yellow penises coming up out of the camera. And I just I can't do that, right? Uh, yeah, well, fuck it. Yeah, I can. I'll wear it next next week. Uh, but yeah, check out those. If you like this show and you like nerd stuff, man, please check it out. Uh, Paul Klein's the best shirts if you're fat. Hey, Paul, what if, hey, man, my shirts, I got big shirts, too. Hey, Blazing Defender shirts, there's going to be a new order coming around soon. If you didn't get a Blazing Defender shirt the first go around, please email me, let me know in a, in a, in a group message or something uh, on Facebook. 
So I can get you in on this next order. There's going to be some camouflage ones. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool stuff, man. Like I'm putting the logo on the back, on the front of the shirt. It's going to be really cool. So you're going to want to check the, check those shirts out. All right. All right. Enough of the bullshit. Movie news. Damn. Let's talk about some movie news real quick. There wasn't a whole lot. And uh, I'm going to say I kind of. I looked at some stuff, and I'm not I'm not going to tell you all the shit that happened, but I do want to tell you some of the stuff that I thought was interesting. Or maybe, yes, Jason, you do have one. Jason was wanting to know if he had a shirt. I do have a shirt for you. It's still in the back of my truck in the box, actually. So, yes, I do have it. Um, some of the movie news that I found, um, I just I had a reaction to. Like, when I listened to it and, like, I read the article – you know, people can sway you on how they write an article. There's no no such thing as unbiased reporting any, anymore. Uh, so when I read something, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's bullshit. You know, so I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you the movie news and tell you what I thought about it. Um, <clears throat> they're talking about projected Wonder Woman, or I'm sorry, Justice League uh, box office to surpass Wonder Woman's opening weekend. Okay, uh, Justice League is projected at 110 to 120 million opening weekend, which would beat Wonder Woman's 103. All right, is this surprising to anybody? Like, why is that news? Okay, I mean, if I was googling it and like searching for it, I could see it, but it's like on every Looper, uh, comic resources, IGN. Like, like it, this doesn't mean it's going to be a better movie than Wonder Woman. And guess what, y'all? Wonder Woman's in Justice League, and from what I understand, she was a big part of the reshoots, all the, the millions of dollars of reshoots that they had when Joss Whedon came on board. Wonder Woman was a big part of that. They're going to try to cash in on her popularity. Why wouldn't you? So not a big, it's not a big deal. It's, you know, just be good. Just be good, Justice League. DC needs another win, and... From all reports, I don't know if this is going to be it or not. I'm excited. I bought my tickets today, so I hope I'm projected in that 110 to 120 million. But yeah, I'm going to go see it, and I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm a huge Justice League fan, huge Batman fan, huge Superman fan. Aquaman looks fantastic, uh, and I like the Flash. And I know, just hold your shit throwing, hold your shit throwing before you mu- you bunch of monkeys start throwing poo at the screen. Let me just say, I am not excited about his uniform. I think his uniform looks stupid. I think it looks clunky. It doesn't look aerodynamic. He's the Flash. He should be more, a lot more aerodynamic, a lot more aero-streamed, I think. Okay? And I think a lot of other people do, too. But I love this take on Barry Allen. This awkward, weird uh, Barry Allen. It's not the cool, good-looking kid we have on the CW uh Gusterson or whatever his name is it's not that guy that guy to me does not represent Barry Allen at all he's not a nerd he's not socially awkward uh he's you know but he's a he's a great character and for that TV show I think he does a great job I love that TV show uh but I love the take of this kid he's he's just you know like he tells Bruce I'm in and Bruce is like uh you you are like very quickly and he's like, yeah, I, I need friends. You know, so, and he has a second favorite chair. Who the fuck has a second favorite chair? He's like Sheldon Cooper with superpowers. What could be better than that? Nothing. So I'm really excited about The Flash. Even though I don't like his look, they will fix that, guys. If this iteration of Justice League goes forward, and if you caught my last show, and my, my, my crackpot theories I have about movies that are coming up, I don't know if these people are going forward with the new DC Universe that's about to be rebooted. Check out last show if you want to know more about that. Um, I, I, they'll change his suit. They're going to get the costumes right, guys. That's the easiest thing to get right. Okay, The Bat Oakleys will be gone, and maybe we'll get a black Superman suit, and uh, Flash is going to have a more uh, aerodynamic shape. So, not a big deal. Now, segueing into the Justice League is the runtime. It's the shortest DC movie ever. It, you know, well, dude, it's two minutes shorter than Suicide Squad was. Even though projected, while Zach was still ahead of it, it was almost going to be three hours. 
So we went from a three-hour movie in the Justice League to an hour and 21 minutes. Is it 21 minutes? I believe it is. Uh, 121 minutes. Yes. So what does that mean? Okay, I'm going to tell you what that means. I have no idea. No, it means they trimmed a lot of fat. Joss went in there and trimmed a lot of stuff out that he didn't feel like was needed. And But this is the question that I have. If you trimmed almost an hour or more out of this movie, which it wasn't, it was an uncut film when Josh got it. So I get it. Okay. There, there was probably a lot of stuff need to be cut out, but that's a lot to cut out and almost an hour and a half, a little more than an hour and a half. Right. So, and you added a lot of reshoots, Wonder Woman heavy. Okay. What kind of movie are we getting here? I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, is that a big deal? Yeah, this news is kind of a big deal because of what it re- what it could mean in the overall picture of this film and the overall concept of this film. Hey, don't talk shit about Joss Whedon. I will wear a motherfucker out because Joss Whedon is my fucking hero. Ask Charles McFall. That's how we met was a guest on his show and from the helicarrier was dogging Joss Wheaton. And I don't reach out to anybody on Facebook. Like, I don't make my opinion known. My mom always said opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one and they all stink. No true words were ever said. So why am I going to reach out to somebody and give them my opinion? Well, I felt so strongly about what this chick said on the FTH I had to let Charles know that I totally disagree and you should disagree for even having her on your show. So it led to an exchange between me and Charles that didn't go so well for me. But that's why I'm sitting here right now as part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. It's a long story, but, you know, hey, Internet's a great place. But don't talk no shit about Josh Wheaton. That's the point of my story. He's a fantastic fantastic storyteller okay um yeah we eat opinions now grandpa you're right it's true we do and trust me i was in a hospital this morning with my wife and uh, there was an old couple beside me okay uh this this is for for you guys listening this was something that happened in, in the chat now they were talking about calling me grandpa and there was this older couple beside me and they were like as you get older, don't you care less about shit? Trust me, when I go to the gym and I see all the naked old dudes running around with no towel on, I'm like, holy shit, you're so old, you don't give a fuck anymore about covering yourself. Like, I don't want to see that grandpa, or great-grandpa. I don't want to see that shit. They don't care, right? Well, man, this, this couple beside me, they had opinions about everybody and everything. And I told my wife... Please, God, shoot me in the head before I become that judgmental. If, if I'm old and judgmental, kick me kick me in the head, dump me out of my wheelchair or downstairs. I don't care. I don't want to be around anymore because <clears throat> I don't want to be that way. But, yeah, Justice League does have me worried. But, again, I'm a fan. I do not want this movie to fail. If anybody's a fan of this genre, it's never good to have a comic book movie fail. Suicide Squad, <clears throat> I wasn't excited about, and it was awful, beyond awful. Like, DC Studios, even though this picture almost made a billion dollars, mind you, it was like it was around eight, nine hundred million worldwide, it can't have too many movies like that, or it, it, it will decline, that studio will go under. So I'm really hoping that DC gets it together, and I hope it starts with Justice League, I really do. I hope Joss comes in and saves it. All right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, okay. This is the news that I'm most excited about. It's it's not even like big news, but I'm pretty excited about it. All right. Garth Evans, director of The Raid. If you haven't seen The Raid, fantastic action flick. And it doesn't have a bad story either. So it is amazing. Uh, and I have to respond to somebody in the chat real quick. Casey Strauss just said, you mean Academy Award winning Suicide Squad? Yes. I do, and you can win all the awards you want to for soundtrack, for lighting, 
for um, costume design. You can do all that shit you want to. Your story sucks like that did, and those characters and actors sucked like they all did. You can have it. There's a lot of Academy Award-winning pictures that no one's ever seen, and when they do watch them, they're mad at themselves because they'll never get that two and a half hours back. Academy Award aside, Suicide Squad was awful. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you agree with that, Casey. I know you. Casey's been a co-host on the show, so yes. I, I know Casey did not like Suicide Squad. But anyway, this is the movie. This The Raid director wants to do a Deathstroke movie with Joe Maginello. Now, when I heard Joe Maginello was going to be cast as Deathstroke in the Batman movie, dude, I mean, you want to talk about insert boner sound. Uh, that's exactly what I had. I was like, oh my God. You know, I love Deathstroke. He's like one of my favorite DC villains or anti-heroes, whatever you want to call him. Uh, him against the Batman. Oh my God. Yes, make that happen. Well, then that went to shit as we all know. So now this Garth, Garth Evans guy, who's obviously has incredible action chops, wants to do a standalone movie with, with Maginello as Deathstroke. So excited for this. Please, please, please make this happen. Uh, I'm, I would be, I mean, yeah, throw my money. Yeah. You can have all my money. That sounds fantastic. Joe Maginello is excited. He reminds me of John Barenthal when Barenthal was cast as the Punisher. He embraced that character. Like Maginello was reading all the Deathstroke comic books he could because he wasn't familiar with the character, but he was excited and he wanted to give people the best possible performance he could for this character. Do it right. Do it justice as he said. And this is the guy, this is the kind of people you want, man. When you cast, you know, I'm sure there's a CEO of a studio somewhere that's watching this show. So if you are, that's the kind of people that you need to hire when you're thinking about this casting. You want people to embrace this shit. Uh, Brie Olsen, who's going to be, no, is it Brie Olsen? Jason, Brie, what is it? Brie, not Brie, Brie Olsen's the porn star. And I do this to her name, Brie Larson. Yes, thank you. Brie Larson is one of these actresses that has embraced uh, the 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 mantle of Captain Marvel. So, I mean, she's like wearing Captain Marvel shirts and shit around town to the gym and everything. It's really, really cool. So, these are the kind of people you fucking want, man. So, be cognizant of that when you're, when you're doing that shit. All right. Just real quick, a tidbit, James Mangold, which is a fantastic last name, mind you. James Mangold is doing uh, the script or working on the script for X-23. Um, that is, I'm really excited that they're going to go on with this character, the the X-23 from Logan. I can't remember the actress's name, but she was fantastic, the little girl. And we, we all thought if they did an X-23 movie, if she was going to be an adult, well, that's not the case. They're going to use her again from what Mangold had said. So let's hope they green light this and we get to see it next year. That would be fantastic. Um, on a side note, since it is Halloween weekend, I want to tell everybody about a great movie I found on Netflix. The Babysitter. If you have Netflix, I'm sure it's in the trending spot. Um, Netflix has been trying to make me watch this movie for the last couple of weeks. I'm like... What is this? It's got like this hot, hot cheerleader chick on the cover. You know, she's kind of like this. Like that's my, that's my hot cheerleader pose. Yeah, you know, like duck lips, but she's hot. She's not the star, by the way. She is not the star of the movie at all. Um, there's another hot chick that's a star. I'm not sure why they went. The Netflix went with that that image, but anyway, it's a great like Hollywood Halloween scary funny movie. Uh, don't go in with a lot of expectations, but Mick G is the director. Mick G's done a lot of cool stuff. I, I've always liked Mick G. He's he's a big influence on the Supernatural series that I'm a, I love and I'm a big fan of. Uh, he's kind of been with them since day one. He's did uh, one of the good uh, one of the Terminator movies. I can't remember. It wasn't Genesis? I think it was the one before that with uh, Christian Bale. I thought that was a good Terminator movie. He's did the Charlie's Angels movies. He's did a lot of stuff that I've really liked. Check this movie out, man. This kid, uh, the, this small kid that they have that is the kid that gets babysitted. 
Uh, he's fantastic. The babysitter, the girl that plays the babysitter, she's fantastic. It's just funny. Ronnie Amell, Stephen Amell's brother's in it. He's never really did anything that I've liked, but he's a awesome psychopath. He plays like the he's the quarterback of the high school football team, and he's a psychopath. And he's funny and likable. Everything you want in a psychopath, right? So, uh, yeah. So, check that out. The Babysitter on Netflix. It's it's really good, guys. I'm telling you, you're going to really like it. Comic Book Reviews. Comic Book Reviews for the week. All right? All right. Uh, where's it at? Here. I'll show it to you. Because that's, that's the kind of dude I am. I'm just cool like that. All right. Wonder Woman and Conan number two. Now, check that cover out. Them motherfuckers is about to get eaten up by the big shark. All right. Um, Gail Simone is a fantastic Wonder Woman writer. The first issue of this that I read that I reviewed on the show, I gave a really high score to. And it really got me excited. Like, just this story she was telling with Conan meeting this woman that he thought he had this connection with from his past. We know this woman is Diana, our Wonder Woman. How she got in, in Conan age, we don't know yet. She doesn't know yet. She didn't know who she is. She can't fly. She still has her strength and her warrior spirit, but she didn't have her, her invulnerability, her, her strength, her ability to fly. She didn't have any of that. So Conan finds her. He thinks it reminds him of this small girl that he grew up with that he met when he was younger, and he was infatuated with this, this girl. Well, he kind of thinks it's her. Now, great, great first issue. This is how comic books go sometimes. This issue here is not so good. And what has happened is, is I don't know, they're trying to make this huge spectacle, this huge adventure, and it just really falls short. It's choppy. They go from one extreme to another really, really quick, quickly without a lot of story behind it. Uh, Conan and Wonder Woman, they don't trust each other for some reason, even though Conan thinks it's this girl. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But now we're starting to get more of the story and find out that maybe this young girl that Conan thinks Diana is, she's not. Okay? I was hoping it was going to be like some, like, in some way, the Amazons went back in time to trade with these Chimerians and, like, it was her. Doesn't look like that's the way it's going to play out. Now, I don't know yet. This is only the second issue. But the art is really good. Uh, Lopresti, who I'm not real familiar with, he does a great job of drawing Conan and Wonder Woman. There's a great spread shot of Conan and Wonder Woman who actually have to fight each other in in the pit, in the gladiatorial pit where Conan found her. Um, And then there's this kid that's been following around. What is his deal like? What is he doing? Like, I don't know what his whole purpose was. Like, you've got this kid in the first issue that's following Conan, uh, and then he's like there to save him. But then the the um, all the shit the the guy that runs the gladiatory arena. I can't remember what they're called back in those times, but uh, the not the Ludus is that what they call him? I can't remember what he's called. But anyway, he finds the kid immediately, and it's like, well, what was that about? And You've got these two gods that are playing tricks. Like, one god has chose Conan as a champion. The other god has chosen Wonder Woman. That's how she got there. But we're not sure who, what gods they are. They take the form of ravens, which I know in the Marvel Universe, in Norse mythology, it was the ravens uh, were for, for Odin. Odin had the ravens that, that he used. can't remember their names, but he would use them to spy on things. So uh, not, a good, not a good outing for this one for me. Uh, the first one was so, so good. But the action's good. The art's good. I'm sticking with it because I like Gail Simone. So I'm giving it a six. Sorry, Gail. You kind of blew that one. Uh, but I, I'm going to stick with it. Hopefully, it'll be better next time around. All right. Next book is Batman the Merciless. 
now, this is another Wonder Woman tie-in, so to speak. Uh, this is from the Dark Knight's Metal storyline that Scott Snyder's doing. They, these one-shots, they're, they're talking about the Dark Knights from the Dark Multiverse that have invaded our DC Universe, okay? Our DC Universe, for anybody that gives a shit, is Earth Zero. DC Universe is Earth Zero. If you see anything else that says Earth 32, Earth 65, whatever it may be, that is not our DC Universe, okay, that we reside in. So all these these metal tie-ins are giving you origin stories of the Dark Knights that have been amassed to come and take over Earth Zero, okay? So... In this one, you have an Earth, a dark universe, where Batman has basically lost, like him and Wonder Woman are lovers, and he's lost her because of Ares. Ares has warred on everyone. He, he's, he's donned this magical helmet, and Ares has taken over everything, and basically... The only way that he got the helmet off was Wonder Woman had to give her life. Now, that's all we know because that's all they've shown us. So, Batman, just being wrecked with grief and not knowing what else to do, puts on Ares' helmet. Now, this is the kicker. If you put on Ares' helmet, you are corrupted by wanting war. Ares is the god of fucking war, right? So, he puts on this helmet and he is consumed by war. Now... Think about our Batman, our Bruce Wayne, in, in, endowed with the power of Ares. This is how you get Batman to Merciless. And he is a wrecked shop. Now, the Batman that laughs, the Batman that has come and brought all these Dark Knights together to invade our universe. And if you don't know his story yet, I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I know his story because Scott Snyder, friend of the show, um, he told us how this Batman, this Dark Knight came to be. And it's the best story. Now, I loved this origin story. This may be the best one for me because and you got great action. You've got this badass Batman who's fighting with the fact that how I used to do things, me as in Batman, how I used to do things, I was so wrong. Not killing people not taking control of what I could have done. This is this was wrong. I was wrong all those years. How could I have been so wrong? I know Diana would want me to reason with these people and find out more, but she was wrong. And it's like he's having this internal struggle with himself because of the helmet. All right. Then at the end of this story, you find out that... He, it wasn't the helmet that made him do this crazy shit. It was something else. And, and I, I, I never tried to spoil the big spoil at the end, the big spoiler at the end, because that's what makes reading comic books so awesome, is you're reading, you're turning the page, you're turning the page, you're engrossed in what's going on, and then, boom, you get smacked in the face with the next page. And then there's a word balloon that drops the bomb on your ass. And you're like, oh, my God. That's kind of the way this was for me in the last couple pages. I was like, because, honestly, the art is fantastic. Manapali, Man Manapui, I'm sorry, Manapui is a fantastic artist. And that's another thing that sets this, this origin apart from the rest is his artwork. It, man, you have this scope. And this anger and this sense of urgency in this in this book because of his artwork. It's when a writer and artist really get it together and they really firing all cylinders together, you get gold, man. And this that's what this this book was. Fantastic, fantastic book. Uh, Batman the Merciless. I give a what did I give it? Where's it at? Uh, I give it an eight point six. This was a great. This was my favorite of the metal tie-in so far. Um, it, it's it's really cool, and how he gets the Wonder Woman on his armor. That that right there, guys. That's the kicker, man. So check it out, Batman the Merciless number one. I don't know if I showed you the cover or not. It's one of those metal covers, so it's kind of got that gloss on it. It's pretty cool. 
but check that shit out, man. It's really, really good. Okay. Uh, now, yeah, I'm going to do this one. Deadly Class. Let me, let me tell you about Deadly Class. And if you can see that cover, what does that look like? Can you see that? Let me put it over here. Let me see. That's a bunch of kids basically high on drugs, kind of having a drug party. And that's what this book's about, really. Uh, this issue, not the whole thing. Deadly Class is about the Dominion School for Assassins. Set back in the 80s. Think about the Yakuza, the Italians, ISIS, uh, the CIA. Think about all these groups that have assassins. Well, where do they learn this shit at? They go to school, dumbass. The Dominion School for Assassins is where all these kids go. I mean, you've got kids from Germany, Russia, from all these different crime families. You've got rednecks like hillbillies from Kentucky that are sending these kids on. Um, yes, yes, the Dixie Mob. Uh, yeah, Casey, Casey I, I assume you read uh, Deadly Class. Man, I love it. Rick Remender does a fantastic job on this book. You've got all these different characters. It's such a diverse group of kids. You've got black kids from Nigeria. You've got rednecks from Kentucky. You've got this metalhead. His name's Helmut from Germany. And it's high school drama, but everybody's trying to kill each other. And, and then you've got kids that you thought were dead that aren't dead. They're hiding out. It's, it's, it's madness. It's crazy. So our group of kids now, okay, um, they get to Mexico because they've been ran out of the Dominion School because of some bullshit. All right. It's all on the other issues. Okay. I'm dealing with this issue here. Um, so basically they're in Mexico. They're, they find these two other students that everybody thought was dead that aren't. Okay. And they thought they could find refuge with these kids. They do. And basically, man, they're blowing off steam this issue. They're blowing off steam. They get ecstasy that is cut with heroin. Uh, you got kids banging that, you know, really wouldn't even really talk to each other in any other any other life. But because of this setting, they're like, man, we might die tomorrow. And they're on ecstasy. So what the hell? Uh, but it's just, it's funny. It's action-packed. And the characters, everybody is so individualized and different. The artwork's fantastic. And the 80s theme, if you like Stranger Things and everything that's like 80s related, you're going to love this. I mean, they still have cassette decks and the neon and the dress and the skateboarding. I mean, it's very 80s. It's just such, such a good book. I highly recommend anybody. But start at issue one, okay? And I know I reviewed this issue, and this issue's fantastic. And if you were to read, like, not know anything about these, these characters and read this, you this is the beauty of this book. You want to know more. I want to know more about Helmet. I want to know more about Sansa. I want to know more about the Dixie Mop. I want to know more about these characters. How do you do that? You got to go back, and you read more. So that's the beauty of a great comic book, a great story. Deadly Class, always, always, always fantastic. For the last two years, it's in this year as well, it will be in my top comics of 2017. I don't see that changing as long as Remender's on this book. He's that good. How many issues in? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question, Jason. I usually tell you the issue that I reviewed, and I did not. 31. So 31, and, and Jason, if you're new to comic books, you can get a, uh, yes, yes, Casey's right. I didn't want to, I didn't want to spoil it, Casey, but yeah, there's so much shit that happens and there's a kid's face that actually gets melted in this book. I mean, this, the violence in this book is fucking grade A top notch. I mean, great violence and there's sex and drugs. I mean, come on. There's, there's three, it's a three star book. Already, guys, you haven't even read it yet. It's three stars. Um, but no, uh, trade paperbacks are great for this. It, and Jason, I know you live in the, in the Louisville area. The Zone Comic Shop is uh, a great place to go. Saturday, they had 50% off all their trade paperbacks. So you could get the first two trade paperbacks, the big, the big thick ones that have like 15 issues in them. You can get that for a, you know, a very good price. I don't know what it would cost you. But uh, it's a very good price, and this this 
story here would be a great place to utilize the trade paperback format because you're already 31 issues out. You see what I'm saying? So it's just fantastic story. Love it, love it, love it. Nine. I give Daily Class a nine. It's not my pick of the week, y'all. It's not my pick of the week. And you're going to shit when I give you my pick of the week. Okay. Uh, Exo Man of War by Valiant Comics. Okay. What is Exo Man of War? What the hell is that? How about Space Thor? All right. Put Thor in space, but instead of giving him a big ass hammer to hit people with, you give him a suit of armor like Iron Man. They can probably do more shit than Iron Man. Casey, what would you say Iron Man's state-of-the-art armor or Exo Man of War's armor? I'm going Exo because of all the shit it can do. I mean, it's so cool. Uh, Exo Man of War, Eric, he is a Viking. Uh, yes. Very, very well said. Very well said, Casey. Yes. Casey said Space Gladiators before Planet Hulk and Ragnarok Rock were even a thing. Yes, Exo Man of War, Eric was endowed with an, a space, a suit of space armor. It's like the ultimate weapon in the universe. Uh, he was a Viking warrior. The armor has kept him alive. And to get away from Earth because of a bunch of shit that happened, he went to another planet, had a wife, uh, was very happy doing what he did. Well, war always follows Eric. And he got mixed up in this war because it was coming to his home. And then there's the, what's great about Exo Man of War is the politics. Like it's got great action and fantastic art. Clayton Crane, dude, motherfucker can draw guys. And I mean, I'm telling you, he can draw people's heads getting shot. He can draw swords going through their heads, arms being cut off. He draws hot chicks. I mean, he's just a fantastic artist. Very, I mean, spot on for this type of sci-fi war book. Um, but Eric, he's like this, he's just, a, he's just a soldier, but he's trying to do the right thing. But you've got all these different factions on this planet, all these different cultures, you know, I mean, what, does this sound familiar or what, that are warring with one another. And he's trying to bring them all together to fight the big bad that has manipulated all of these cultures. Hey, no better stories are found in present day putting in another format. All I'm going to say. Uh, but Exo Man Award, this is the, the, the culmination of the war. Now, this story is kind of about heavy is where is the crown, right? Uh, Exo, not the day before the big battle, is going and talking to all of his generals. All the, the people that he has been in the shit with. And even some new allies that were once enemies. Okay, and then we find out that there is a spy among Eric's generals, which kind of doesn't bode well for the battle the next day. Don't want to tell you what happens, but this is a story about Eric being in his head about what his father, who was a Viking warrior, used to tell him about being an emperor, being a warlord, being a leader. And at the very end, you kind of have an epilogue of Eric and his wife, lover, whatever she is, uh, that he has found on this planet. And she's basically telling him, I told you ass not to go. Now your shit's really started. Like, you think it's over? Your shit's just begun. So it's an excellent story. Exo Man of War, it is on, what is issue? Issue 8. It's on Issue 8. After they rebooted the series, after he went to space, it started with number one. Going to be on my 2017 best of list. Exo Man of War has been that good. Just because it's not just an action shoot 'em up. There's there's human drama. There's emotion. There's politics. There's gamesmanship. It's just a really good book, man. You should really check it out, guys. Uh, All right. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. Pick of the week time motherfuckers and this is what i find this is this is the reason i got into comic book review podcasting you want to know why i'm going to tell you why all right i love comic books right i love podcasts so i would listen to podcasts that dealt with comic books this is what they said i'm going to give you like every podcast i ever listen to dc's 
Marvels, whatever, Valiants. It doesn't make a difference. This is what they said. They reviewed all their books from their company, of course, that came out that week. This is this is their podcast. Oh, my God. This is the best thing Marvel's ever done. Oh, my God. DC's best book we've put out. Oh, my God. This is so good. So-and-so is killing it. The art is great. Blah, blah, blah. And it was all bullshit. All of it. Now, I would agree with them on some things, but I'm like, wow, that book was god-awful, and they're trying to sell it to people. Like, oh, no, we're telling you this book's good, so therefore, it is good. Therefore, it is good. That's Jedi Mind Trick for y'all that don't know that you're watching. Sorry, audio listeners, I was doing a Jedi Mind Trick to my Facebook chat group. Uh, but that's what they were trying to do. And I'm sitting there going, hey, man, I read that book. It looked like a four-year-old did the artwork on it. And the story was non-existent. What are they talking about? So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'm going to do a comic book review podcast. And I'm going to tell you what was good and what was shit. All right. Now, Conan and Wonder Woman, issue two, gave issue one high marks. Issue two was pretty shitty. And yeah, do I want to do that? No, I want everything to be great. And a lot of the shit that I buy is because, therefore, I wouldn't buy it if it wasn't. Right? So this is my point to my rant. I'm looking at IGN's reviews just to see. I read the comic book first, then I go read reviews. I don't read reviews first because I'm afraid I might be swayed. So IGN, who IGN.com does a lot of stuff. They have a lot of money. They do a lot of video games, movies, comic book stuff, right? So they reviewed Wonder Woman number 33. Okay? Awesome, right? So I'm reading it, and... Jesse, whoever this reviewer is, I've read Jesse's reviews before. Jesse does not need to be reviewing comic books because I don't think they like them very much. I don't know if it's a girl or a guy. It doesn't make any difference. Dumb is dumb and bullshit is bullshit. Jesse's reviews are bullshit. Now, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Remember what my mom said for everybody that's been watching? Remember what my mom said? Yes, that is true. That still holds true. But... I mean, she gave this book a 4.9. A 4.9 out of 10 is garbage. Like, you're not buying this book at all. Okay? Wonder Woman, times past. This is part three. I reviewed parts one and two, which would have been issues 31 and 32. It is, um, if you've been reading the Batman Metal series, I'm going to get in the weeds just for a second. But for the, the people that watch the show constantly, they know what I'm talking about. There's a scene where Batman has baby Darkseid. How the hell did he, Batman get baby Darkseid? The last time we seen baby Darkseid was in the Justice League war they had with Darkseid. They killed him. He was reborn. And then his daughter, Grail, took him. And th- that's the last we've seen of him. And then he, he shows up in metal and has baby Darkseid. What the hell? Well, this is kind of that story. Not not the Batman story yet. That is yet to be told. But how baby Darkseid is growing up and what has happened. Now, how does Wonder Woman fit into this? I'm going to tell you. Wonder Woman, of course, is a god. Okay? Zeus is the father of Wonder Woman. Well, guess what Zeus liked to do? Okay. Let's, let's just think about this for a minute. You're a god. You have all these humans that you kind of oversee. They're kind of your playthings. What are you going to do every once in a while? You're going to drink some great uh, Greek wine or bourbon, whatever they drink up there as gods, and you're going to get drunk, and you're going to go bang the people that are your playthings. And then guess what happens? They're going to have children. So, therefore, Zeus has lots of kids running around, all right? And Wonder Woman is is there, okay? And we learned back in the Justice League that she has a brother. She thought this guy was messing with her, right? He wasn't. She does. Okay? <laughs> yes, Casey says, Dark Side lands some Omega pipe. And you know he was, too. I mean... And you know what was what was she thinking? The bang dark side. That's maybe he raped her. I don't know. It didn't sound like that's how it went down, but I would think it did. But anyway, but so this is that story. So Grail, who I 
fucking love Grail. I've loved Grail since the Justice League War, since the Dark Side Wars. It was in Justice League. It's called the Dark Side Wars. If you haven't read that, go check it out. That is in trade paperback form. Grail is the daughter, or I'm sorry, the sister of Wonder Woman. Grail is the daughter of Darkseid. He's a bad motherfucker. I'm sorry, she's a bad motherfucker, dude. Like, she basically damn near beat the Justice League by herself. That's how bad she is. All right? So, Grail gets baby Darkseid, and Darkseid needs God energy to eat. Like, he's hungry. He's a baby. He's growing. So, she goes out and starts finding all these children of Zeus on the in the in, on earth and feeding their essence to dark side and he's getting bigger he's getting bigger so long story short we end up finding out that wonder woman's brother was none other than hercules we found that out last issue okay this issue the last issue had no grail no baby dark side in it this issue does and it's basically that story so this has been a fantastic told story. Like we've got, we know what's going on. We know the end game. And it's kind of like, what is Wonder Woman going to do about it? Like Grail is pretty badass. Not saying Wonder Woman isn't. And we know Diana is. But now she's got baby Darkseid on her. And he's 12 years old now. So she's gave him enough bodies that he is, he's 12. He's not full strength, of course. But he's still dark side and he's still pretty badass. So this story is that of her going around killing all these children of the gods and even some gods themselves to get baby dark side to where he is. Let's call him baby D. Well, I'm going to call him baby D because baby dark side's a fucking mouthful and I'm out of coffee. So, uh, so this is a great story. I absolutely loved it. There is a, I love this lawyer that Hercules made Wonder Woman his heir. So that's how she's found all this out. This attorney has came and told her that, hey, you have inherited the estate and everything, all the material possessions of your brother Hercules. And she's like, what the hell? So therefore, that's this story here. Uh, I love Baby D. I love it. I lo- oh, my God. It Funko Pop. You need a baby dark side. Sideshow, you need to make a baby dark side. I will buy that shit. Uh, you need to make a grail figure too because she's awesome. That's kind of what sold me on this book. I really wouldn't be reading it for Wonder Woman. I'm reading it for her. And uh, let me tell you this. I'm, I, I butcher this guy's name. Uh, Lapunicello. Lapuna. Shit. Lapunchanio. Lapunchanio, I think is how you say his name. He was born to draw Wonder Woman. Fantastic artist. He draws like really muscular, lean chicks. They're not really bulky and you know muscle bound. They're still attractive. He draws a great Wonder Woman man. Draws a great Grail. Uh, I just I love this book. It is uh, IGN gave it a four point nine nine point two on this book because it gives us more of the backstory that we've been wanting is starting to give Batman metal uh, a little bit of continuity now because we're learning what baby Darkseid's doing and what uh, what's going to happen. I mean, this is some big-time shit that is going to spell chaos and destruction for the DC Universe, and you've got the Dark Knights running around. So, a lot of shit going on. Wonder Woman's fantastic book, number 33, uh, Grail Against the Gods is what it was called. But guys, fantastic issue. Please check out Wonder Woman. Just go back to 31, 30, and 32. That's where this, this story starts. So it's going to be fantastic. I hope. I hope it is. First three issues have been really, really good. So, all right, guys. Dude, that's it. Um, okay, yes. Jason. That Okay, right. Hercules. That was Hercules. Jason is Hercules' son. Is that correct, Casey? Yes. Okay. Oh, there you go. Uh, that loop, Lupinello or Lupinello or whatever, however you say it, is a she's a chick artist and she's killing it. Uh, I don't remember her on X Factor, but that's good to know. Evidently, she was an artist on X Factor. I was totally unfamiliar with her until this. Uh, but yeah, this story has got some twists and turns. Uh, that's the reason I didn't say Jason's name, Casey. I didn't really want to spoil it. 
uh, because I, but I did say that she did have a brother, and that's not not Hercules. Uh, but yeah, it's fantastic, guys. The whole goal of this is to get you to the comic book shop. The Zone's having a big sincerity. Just walk around it. He's got a great shop. He's got a lot of cool stuff to look at. Uh, you can talk to Dan. Dan's very personable. And he'll help you find, if you don't know what you're looking for, like if you, none of these books sounded cool to you, he can find you something, man. So check that out. There's a, it's a big sale. If you want to get into comic books, this is a great time. And again, guys, Christmas time is coming. Con Travis at CollectorZone.com. Save you 15% off. And Dan at Comic Book, or I'm sorry, The Zone is having a huge, huge sale. So, uh, Marcos, hey, Marcos is in the, in the house, guys. Say hi to Marcos. Now say bye to Marcos because we're signing off. Uh, but no, guys, please check out Collector Zone. Go to The Zone. Drake Black Rifle Coffee. Um, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great time to be a comic book fan, guys. It really, really is. We got great movies coming up. Justice League, Ragnarok. Uh, check out the babysitter on Netflix, man. That's fantastic. But for everybody that was in the chat, thank you guys. It's, it's always a pleasure. Um, but as of now, I'm going to sign off and guys, it is crazy, crazy times out on the world right now. Um, I know you've got all these different factions that are saying, uh, they need help and they're discriminated against or whatever. There's one race. It's a human race. Uh, treat everybody like you would want to be treated and everything will be just fucking fine. So one word, love each other, guys. Thanks a lot. Signing off, Blazing Defender. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC On Screen. We have Booze and Phasers. A show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, Many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Reports. 